Call to the booth. I keep you leave here. Bill made headlines today. Cam is gone. Mac Jones, can you hold it down? Pause. Drop that beat. Harrison Sanford, Akeem Tlaib, a surprise throughout the entirety of the NFL happened on Tuesday. Cam Newton released from the New England Patriots. Mac Jones, QB1, and Akeem. What's crazy is that I was just looking at Cam's Instagram just like three, four days ago. He posted like a carousel on IG. The last one said QB1, so it makes me feel like that was a shock to him too. Uh, how'd you take the news when you first heard it? Surprised the shit out of me, honestly. Uh... I don't know, just, you know, I, I feel like I know what's going on. I don't know, I know I don't know what's going on over there, but you know, I feel like I got a good feel for, you know, how shit go. It surprised the hell out of me, man. It had to have something to do with that last little COVID trip, man. So I think he was QB1 by the time he, you know, before that trip, he was QB1. But you know, Bill is, is, is real detailed about handling your business. And you know, if that COVID situation gonna be a situation, I think he don't even want it to be a situation. So, you know, he made a move. All right, so we're not going to throw shade here at Mac Jones, but on the field, is he qualified to be QB number one? If, let's say, let's say Cam Newton was vaccinated, would, right. would Mac Jones be QB one at some point this season? Maybe not to start the season, but would he have taken over that job based on the on-field talent and the leadership, things of that nature? Well, I think... It would it, it all go off how you plan. So leadership and all, both both guys got everything you just named. They both got talent. They both got leadership skills. It would have just really went off. Is is Cam playing good or is he not playing good? But uh, man, that shit crazy. I think I think Mac Jones could get it done though. I think he can be QB one. He could he can get the job done, man. He got a good defense, good vets around him. Uh, you know, he got a great offensive coordinator who gonna make who gonna shrink the mental down a little bit, man. So he's still going to have to put in that work, but he with the right people. So I think he can get it done. So he's got Nelson Aguilar there. He's got Damian Harris in the backfield. We just saw earlier on Tuesday as well, Stephen Gil Stephon Gilmore put on the PUP list. It's out for the first six games. Uh, what do you think this actually means for the performance of the team? Does it actually change the trajectory of where they could be in this sole season? Or do you think it, it he maybe raises that ceiling for this year? Well, I mean, if you go back to our draft shows, you know what I'm saying, leave on tape telling you Mac Jones is with the shit. I told you he with the shit. So, you know what I'm saying? You know everything we do recorded. Paul, pull a clip. Drop the clip. Uh, number four, Mac Jones to the Patriots. I think they got a souped-up team right now. They ready for the next two, three years. They ready for war the next two, three years. I think they're going to start it off letting it be Cam. Let him run his show, man. If Cam get hurt or or even if Cam just not throwing the ball like they want him to throw the ball, kind of like he did last year, I think they got Mac Jones, man. And I, I guarantee you, uh, Josh McDaniels love Mac Jones. He got a, he got his own pack. He got a way he'll run that same offense with Mac Jones and take the running out of it. I guarantee you he's already ready for it. That's the perfect offensive coordinator for Mac Jones to go to, man. And he's surrounded by a bunch of weapons. Next year or two, they'll get a nice, another big-time receiver. So I think they got two number two receivers right now, but they got dog tight ends as well, so it kind of balance out. So you bring in the, in the future, Mac Jones, he going to – Cam might not get him, but Mac Jones, he going to be the one who get a big-time number one receiver out there in New England. And, and I think that's the perfect landing spot for him. I told you Mac Jones is like that. And I think 
That's why Bill picked him in the first round, early in the first round, because he knew he had a lot of talent. He knew he could be uh, one of the franchise guys. But I think he would have rather him learn behind the guy and kind of get in where he fit in. But, man, Cam ain't handling business, man. I can't have my starting quarterback missing five and six days. I just can't do it. So I think he just he just going to insert the rookie, man. Put him in now. Josh McDaniel say he think he ready to go, man. See if he can go. All right, so now if you look at the landscape of that AFC East, there's a lot of young quarterbacks. There's also another rookie quarterback in that division, Zach Wilson. Um, the odds for Mac Jones moved all the way down from 10 to 1 to 5 to 1 to some places 3 to 1 to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. It's not a profitable bet if you did it, but would you do it? Mac Jones Offensive I'd Rookie do of the it. Year. I'd do it. I know the offense is going to be A-plus planned, A-plus called, right? You've got a great offensive coordinator in play. Man, you got a ball-hawking, turnover-getting defense. I do it, man. I think I think he got the right guys around him to make him successful, man. He got good coaching, uh, great leadership around him, and then on top of on top of that, all the skills he brings to the table, man. So I think he got a great chance to be rookie of the year. As long as he plays sixteen or seventeen games, he got a great chance to be rookie of the year. So uh, we're gonna get to the Patriots' odds here in a bit as it as it pertains to them winning the division and things of that nature. But I want to just go. Let's go to Cam for a moment here. I was thinking about it, and I'm thinking to myself, if you're Cam Newton, a former MVP, the guy with his stature, you get released, right? You know, right? You know, there's no more. There's not even a preseason game to play anymore. It, you, if you went somewhere else, you would be behind in the playbook for sure. I right. feel as if the only place, and and one, and as you pointed out, he's not vaccinated too. So a team would be bringing in a quarterback that they don't even know who would be available in certain instances because of his unvaccinated status. I'm thinking. The only place that actually would make sense from a playbook standpoint, right, would be Arizona, potentially backing up Kyler Murray, or the Baltimore Ravens, who no longer have Robert Griffin III, uh, who was there last year, to back up Lamar. Outside of that, if you're now, Cam might be down to go anywhere. But if you're a team, outside of those two teams, I don't know where it would even make sense to bring him in. What, what do you think? Uh... Yeah, I think at this point, man, it, it, it's we are however many days, one week away from football, you know what I'm saying, 10 days away from football. Everybody know who their starting quarterback is at this point. So I don't think you bring Cam in to, like, be a backup on your team. So I don't think he go nowhere immediately. I think he just, he just kind of, you know, stay, stay in free agent. He stay a free agent until the injuries pop up. Now when the injuries start to pop up, Somebody going to need a vet to come in and immediately, you know what I'm saying, become a leader on the team and be able to run the show. And that's what kind of guy Cam is, man. You could put him in any locker room. He's going to adjust. He's going to learn the playbook quick as he can. And until he learn the playbook, he's going to be able to use his legs and just use his his veteran, the veteran shit that he got. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't, I don't know what team it is right now, but injuries going to happen and, and, and a team will pop up. I know when we talked about Mac Jones and, and Cam Newton earlier uh, in the offseason, I, I asked you if what would happen this season for Cam would impact his legacy. And I think, and I actually same question about OBJ. I think you said his legacy is kind of cemented. But now yeah. looking at, but now looking at this, 
He had a golden opportunity to improve offensive line. Bill spent all that bread in the offseason to rejuvenate that offense. And for one reason or another, you didn't win the starting quarterback job over a rookie. I'll ask you the question again. Does what happened in this season impact his legacy? I, I still don't think so, man. I think everything that he's done up to this point is is, is still there, right? And if it's the end of cam, it's the end of cam. That's just how he went out. You know what I'm saying? If it's not, that was just a bump in the road, and then he got another little end part of his story or whatever. So I don't, I don't think him getting cut, getting released by the Patriots, I don't think that erased everything that he done did for football, for the culture, for, you know, African-American quarterbacks. Man, he still did so much, man. So his legacy is his legacy. Hey, Broncos fans. Make sure y'all tune in Thursdays for our Broncos show. This Thursday, you know we talking Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater being QB number one, what does he give this Denver Broncos team, keep? Ball security. That's think that's the that's the thing that won him the job is 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 how he take care of the football. So, man, since he been in the league, I think he hung his hat on that taking care of the football. I remember I, the first time I played him, uh, that's what we said about him. Man, he throwing dots. He taking care of the football. So. With a good defense and a good O-line, you plan on running the football, then that's who you're going to get a job to, the person who's going to take care of the football the best, man. I think Teddy deserves it. So with Teddy winning that job over Drew Locke, uh, Akib, what do you think the floor is and what do you think the ceiling is for 2021 with the Broncos? Oh, well, we're going to start with the good. Uh, the ceiling, man, I think if that run game really get going and the defense is as advertised, uh, Teddy can Teddy can get him Teddy can get him eleven wins, man. So what is that? 17, 11 and six. I think he can get eleven and six, and that'll give him that'll get him like a wild card. That'd be that'd be one of the three uh, extra teams in the tournament. So I think that's the ceiling, man. If that run game really get going, Teddy can get him eleven wins. If that run game not really doing too good, man. If the injury bug bite the team, I think as it can get as ugly as. Five or six wins, man. It could it could be five or six wins if they ain't running that football. So, man, it's, it's O line got a lot to do with it. O line and the run game got a lot to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Teddy gonna go as far as that O line take him. Let's get into some betting a little bit as we look into uh, the remainder of the season and teams impacted by this move. Uh, so, we're gonna look at your favorites, favorite uh, some of the top the division. Uh, winners and I th would like to think that the Bills are maybe even more likely to win that AFC East now just with another young quarterback in that division uh, mm -hmm. in the a AFC East uh, so we're looking at some odds here the Bills to win the AFC East minus 150 the Packers to win the NFC North minus 145 again these bets are not going to win you a lot of bread but could make right. sense any one of those that you like I like the Packers man I like the Packers uh I think they're going to dominate that division and uh the odds ain't too bad. Minus 145, man. You'll still pick up some cash. So, man, that's your best bet right there, the Packers. Where I really, where you really like to get some money is when you start picking underdogs. Uh, so I know Paul right. have laid out some underdogs for us. And maybe, Paul, you could take us through some of these options as well. But I know, Keith, you, you had identified one, a team that you've been on in the NFC West for a minute now. Man, them Cardinals, I'm telling you, I don't know why. I just feel like the Cardinals going to catch fire this year. Uh, They're going to finally... Finally, bring it all to put it all together, man. They got a couple more young guys they add into the puzzle, and uh, I just like what they're doing. I like their schedule, man. They got the what AFC South, I think, and the NFC North. So that's not the strongest 
that's not the strongest division in the AFC. That's not the strongest uh, division in the NFC. They're going to play all the third-place teams. So, I don't know. I just like their schedule, man. I like their makeup. I think they catch fire and get over the hump this year. I, I know you like the Eagles, too, the offensive line. Uh, but I wonder if your belief in Jalen Hurts or what you think the team believes in him maybe altered a bit by Gardner Minch by them trading for Gardner Minshew. Because now he's a, li- no, he's a think, live threat. He's a live threat, I would think. Well, I think, I think you need a good backup, man. And that's what Gardner Minshew is. He's a good backup quarterback. They know he's going to come in, he's going to compete at, at, at the highest level if he ever have to play. He's going to be prepared to play. So I think he's just a, a, another guy who can run zone read. He can move a little bit. He kind of fit the description of their quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So Jalen Hurts is the guy in Philly, man. The O-line, the receivers, everybody know. The whole building know Jalen Hurts is the guy over there. And I like Philly, but I don't know if I like him to, you know, be 13, 14, 12 kind of wins. I like him to just be a much better team than they was last year. Okay, Paul, uh, Paul Aspen, our producer here as well. Paul, you want to take us through some of these uh, favorite win totals for over and under? All right, so we figured we'd do some low unders and some high overs as far as best bet for an over and an under. So we've got uh, Packers over 10 and a half, um, and then a, on the low end, Jags over 6 and a half. So do you like either one of those, Akeem? Oh, I love Packers over 10 and a half, man. We got 17 games. Packers won't lose more than five, you know what I'm saying? So that's at least 12 wins right there, if my math correct. You know what I'm saying? So I love Packers over 10-5. Easy how about, bet. How about a quick thought on the Jags? Just overall, where do you think they're at? I mean, it's like, you know, they've got Urban Meyer. they got Trevor Lawrence. Just, you know, they're kind of like a little bit of buzz of them during the offseason, kind of a down division. But where do you think they're at as we're about to start the season? Yeah, they they running back. I think uh, ETN going down, that's 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 a – he was going to be a big part of their offense, I think. That's going to hurt them. And, uh, you know, I, I think they're going to be right around that win total, man. They're going to be around five, six, or seven, right around there. Not not too much. But next year, it'll, grow, it'll increase a little bit. That third year – under Trevor Lawrence, man, they'll be in the door. All right, let's go unders. Um, choose one of these. So low under, Falcons under seven and a half, Arthur Smith going to Atlanta, or the Ravens under 11. Obviously, they just lost J.K. Dobbins. Oh, man, no, the Ravens definitely not. They might be at 11. I, I like them to get more than 11. So I, I, I'm going to go under seven and a half with the Falcons. Uh, just, you know. They've been struggling. The Falcons been struggling, man, and 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 I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna improve too much with uh with the new new head coaches and stuff like that. So still got Matt Ryan under center. We lose Julio, man. I think Calvin really a hell of a player. I think Pitt's gonna come on, but I think they're gonna change quarterbacks before they really crank up. With that being said, actually, uh, if we're thinking about quarterbacks, Akeem actually selected Matt Ryan in our fantasy football draft that we did last week. And why don't we go inside some of those clips uh, when Akeem made that pick. And also Mina Kimes selected Kyle Pitts at her tight end position as well. Oh, y'all just the fantasy gurus, right? All right. I'm like Al Davis, man. Tyreek, let's go! I got secrets for my running back. I know shit y'all don't know. Welcome to Call to the Booth, a special fantasy football live draft edition. I'm gonna take Kyle Pitts. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, 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 oh
Mina. Oh, that's a good pick right there. Stop playing with Amina. Antonio Gibson. You guys can all go home now. Antonio Gibson. <laughs> if I go Jefferson, am I going to get more hate or what? Justin Jefferson. Nah, like, nah, you got to go. go. Mina's face. Mina's face. You know how you drive now. I like you. We're not doing this. Great pick. I'm going to go with Kenny G. Kenny Galladay, huh? Do not drop PM, but we sponsored by Manscaped. Pay. League gonna win the league, right? <laughs> All right, so it happens every year in the NFL. One team that made the playoffs doesn't make it again or doesn't come back, and the one team that wasn't there makes it to the playoffs. It's just it's a tradition old old as day. Always. Uh, and it's and a lot of it's just because of the way the schedules break, work out, things of that nature. Uh, so, Keith, as we're looking at it now, give me one team that did not make the playoffs last year that should this year. Man, I keep talking about the same team over and over again. But it's going to be the Cardinals, man. They was close last year. Uh, I think that little high ankle sprain or that ankle sprain that Kyler Murray had had a lot to do with them not making it last year. He stayed healthy, man. The Cardinals going to be in there. And... Yeah, the Cardinals, man. Definitely got to be the Cardinals. I, I I know we didn't talk too much about this before the show, but I did want to mention, um, so it looks like Malcolm Butler, apparently some articles are coming out that he's considering retirement. Obviously, uh, they don't have Patrick Peterson back there in that backfield anymore. Drake Kirkpatrick is no longer in the NFL. That secondary has not been, uh, is not going to be, you perceive it not to be strong. I know they added J.J. Watt, uh, but mm -hmm. does that impact... You know, if Mal Malcolm Butler decides no longer to be there, this is a passing league. You're going to lose one of your top DBs. Does that change your perception in the in the in a in the division with Matthew Stafford and Russell Wilson? It would seem as if you would like to have uh, at least one strong veteran DB back there to kind of back Definitely. up those pass rushers. Definitely. Uh... When I see the Cardinals catching fire, I definitely see Malcolm Butler at cornerback. You know what I'm saying I definitely <laughs> see him on the team. So. I don't know. I don't know how it's going. How it's going to affect them, man. It's definitely going to affect them, man. You need vets in the in the meeting room. You know what I'm saying? Just to you know clean up stuff. So I hope he's there, man. I hope he's there. I hope he, whatever he, whatever he's going through, I hope he overcoming. And I just I hope he be on the roster for them boys. All right, and then uh, one team here, and, and I'll go ahead and state it for you. Uh, it is the one team that you wanted that you think is going to miss the playoffs. I made it last year. Uh, New Orleans Saints, and you could express why they're at minus 134. But I did want to mention, mm -hmm. and obviously with the hurricane that has happened in New Orleans, for anybody who is listening uh, in that area or uh, has family or friends in that area, our thoughts and our prayers are with you. It's devastating news. And I know, obviously, you were in the NFL uh, when they had the hurricane back a while a while back. And this obviously it was a tragedy through that area. So wanted to relay our sentiments to anybody impacted by that. And the key, when you, I'll let you follow up with anything you want to say as it pertains to that. And obviously the Saints or your pick to uh, miss the playoffs this year as well. Yeah, definitely definitely praying for New Orleans, man. Uh, another tragedy, man, we hate to see. But uh, we definitely we definitely praying for y'all out here in Dallas. But uh, you lose Drew Brees. You lose Drew Brees, man. It's going to be hard to follow that act. I love Jameis Winston. I love how hard he worked. I love his, you know, his confidence that he played with. But, man, it's going to be a different show. It's going to be a different ship in, in New Orleans and – I think they finish around eight, nine, maybe 10 wins, and I don't know if that's enough to get you in the tournament. All right, so now we're going to focus on some player prop bets again last year. You know, I think, 
I think Paul's abusing his power of uh, of being a call to the booth employee. Uh, for those listening, watching, uh, uh, Paul uh, made a bet last year. St- Stefan Diggs being the receiving leader, so he's going. He's he's back again. For, hey, Paul, how much money did you win last year? It was like a grand. Wasn't a couple it was, dollars, man. Yeah, it was, it was a little spending money. Akeem. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, enough for a survivor entry for us this year. <laughs> Uh, Akeem, you should ask for commission on that. But with that being said, uh, he is he is uh, back to the well now. This time, uh, Stephen Re- uh, Calvin really, excuse me, could be uh, an option that he picks. Uh, how do you like his odds right here, Akeem, to lead the re- league in receiving at plus one thousand? I like it. I like it, man. I think Atlanta gonna throw the football a ton. I think they're gonna be, you know, in passing situations a lot in the fourth quarter, just like they was last year. So. He's going to be their number one receiver for sure now. No Julio. He's going he's going to demand all the targets. He's going to get all the targets. And and I think him and him and uh, <clears throat> Matt Ryan built some good chemistry last year, man. So I think they're going to build off what they did last year. And sneaky, sneaky number one. He's going to finish number one real quietly. I got I got yeah, one I'm- for you guys. I got one for you guys. I'm going to try and run it back. How about Terry McLaurin at 19 to 1? He's top wow. 15, top 15 in targets and yards last year. Fitz, you know he's gonna sling it. The red, the uh football team, sorry, actually threw the ball like a ton, a lot more than you would think for a Ron Rivera coach team last year. And he's got that Stefan Diggs kind of formula where there's like no true number two. I mean, there's like a 2.5 or like a 1.5. Right. That's like a what? That's like a John Brown. No, I feel that, but when you got a good ass defense like that, you tend to run the ball more. You know what I'm saying? You tend to take some of them, some of them passes down. So you got the number one, number two, number three defense in the league. Uh, uh, you can't have a number one receiver in the league. You don't. I don't feel like they they don't balance up. They don't work like that. I find myself conflicted just because I don't know how many times Calvin really is going to be able to avoid. Uh, double team coverage as a wide receiver. He got pits there now. He got pits. So and pits worked the middle. So you're gonna pick your poison, man. It's 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 tough to when you got a dog ass tight end on the team, it's tough to guard, it's tough to double that number one receiver because not a dog ass tight end go crazy on you. Okay, bet last question before we move to MVP. Even odds. Stefan Diggs, Calvin Ridley, who gets more receiving yards if the odds were even for both. See, I feel like the Bills gonna have a problem with the double teams on Diggs more than the Falcons that have problems with Ridley. So I'm going Ridley. Okay, bet. Uh, next one, moving into MVP. Uh, there's a lot of options out there. Josh Allen, as you know, Stefan Diggs, a quarterback, could be an option. Uh, Tom Brady coming in at plus twelve hundred. Would you place that bet? I'm riding with Tom, man. They, I seen that last preseason game. Tom was going crazy. He damn near completed every every ball he threw. They look in midseason form. And uh, I think by halfway through the season last year, Tom really, really kind of caught his wave. And second year in this Bruce Arians ran offense, man. He, he know what we're trying to do. He got all his weapons. He know how he going to use all his weapons. Tommy going to go crazy this year. It seems as I'm looking at fantasy football drafts across the landscape, a lot of people are picking Tom Brady to have a great season, even from a fantasy football perspective. Real quick, 
if you were to stop the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with their two quality running backs, or three now with Giovanni Bernard as a pass catch and option, with their tight ends, with their wide receivers, where how do you actually stop this Tom Brady attack? Can you? Well, you're going to have to have the DBs to do it, man. You, uh, I only know one way to stop Tom, because we did it. You got to strap up, play man, blitz the shit out of him, and hit him and hit him and hit him and hit him and hit him. He got to keep getting off the ground. You got to keep playing tight coverage, come up with a few turnovers. That's the only way you're going to beat him. And not a lot of teams in the NFL have that defensive uh, capability. Mm -mm. Easier <laughs> uh, said than done. Indeed. And with that being said, defensive player of the year, is there a person that you like with their odds uh, to go ahead and win that as well? I'm going to just go with the guy who wins shit every year. You know what I'm saying? Aaron Donald. You know what I'm saying? It's, put a lot of money down because the payout ain't, ain't going to be that much money. But you, you put a nice bag down, you'll pick up a nice bag, man. Just go with the guy. Be safe. Go with the guy who wins it every year. Uh, the odds for that one are plus 500. It's so crazy when I see screenshots of him getting triple teamed and double teamed. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's like, dang, he's really he's really that guy. It does feel kind of yeah, odd yeah. to me. Though. It feels does feel kind of odd to me, though, that he's... I guess just because he's a defensive player, he never gets ranked as the best player in the NFL. That that honor has been reserved for the most part for Patrick Mahomes. All right, uh, before we get out of here, uh, let's go to a long shot, a Super Bowl winning team, another maybe uh, pass receiving uh, wide receiver that you like uh, that could potentially win as it pertains to uh, long shot odds. Long shot, my long shot to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to go Chargers, man. They got a young gun at quarterback, uh, Hubert, and uh, good defense, man. Got some guys. I hate to cut you, I hate to cut you off. Uh, Herbert. Herbert. Come on, man. <laughs> Herbert. 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 Hubert, you know what I'm saying? Whatever the fucking name is. All right. My lone shot to win the Super Bowl, I'm going to go with the Char Chargers, man. They got Justin Herbert at the quarterback. Uh Young Gun, one of the one of the best up and coming quarterbacks, definitely can catch fire. Revamped O line, good defense coming back. Uh, Derwin James coming back to that defense, man. Bosa healthy, so you know they got offense, they got defense, they got a line, defense and run games win chips. Quarterback who can control the game, man. It's a long shot, but the Chargers could catch fire too and be a hell of a team. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they do that, uh, how they operate this year. Rashawn Slater, big-time uh, offensive lineman they got in the first round of the draft, uh, trusted mm -hmm. to help that offense move a, a, a lot better. Austin Eckler coming back and should be healthy for this season. And most importantly, maybe, Brandon Staley there uh, running as the head coach for the team as well. They've lost so many games, close-margin close games, uh, with Anthony Lynn as their former head coach. So hopefully things turn around for them especially if you're a Chargers fan. Uh, anything else to keep? I think we have one more wide wide receiver, long shot odds that, we, that you might have liked as well. Oh, long shot. Uh, to lead the league in receiving yards, I'm going to go C.D. Lamb. Now, now Dak loved C.D. Lamb while he was healthy last year. He looked great in camp. And I think the Cowboys going to throw the ball around a little bit this year, man. So, you know, I like him to emerge as the number one guy in Dallas, man. So, C.D. Lamb, my long shot to lead the league in receiving. And, I, and I'm sure a lot of people are not placing their bets there just because of the presence of uh, Mari Cooper and Michael Gallup. And obviously the DAC injury concerns uh, will not, uh, not be the most encouraging thing for people putting down some money. But that's why you do it, so you can have a big Because it's a long shot. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Let's get there some chips go. in our pockets this year. Uh, 
rewind this episode a couple times so you can make sure you can place your bets uh, where you want to make some money. And then when we come back tomorrow, we'll actually have a Denver Broncos specific preview. We'll look at betting odds as well. We'll talk about Teddy Bridgewater being QB1. What's Cortland Sutton going to do in his return from the ACL injury? A bunch of Denver Broncos focused content coming up tomorrow on our feed. Call to the booth, Harrison Sanford, Aqib Tlaib. Enjoy your day. And man, I still can't believe Bill released Cam Newton. That's crazy. What a day. What a day.